Hey, welcome back to the Add to My Playlist podcast. It's Dave. I'm happy to be back with you again. I have a guest, fellow podcaster with almost a thousand shows. Whoa, a thousand episodes of his podcast, all about Bruce Springsteen, set busting Bruce. Ah, uh, it's pretty cool. So if you have ever been like, oh, I wish I was at that concert to see that song perform live, that's what Jesse does. Jesse Jackson is my guest. Here on the podcast, we're going to talk about Bruce Springsteen and other artists that inspire Jesse and the stories behind the songs here on the Out of My Playlist podcast. You're in the right spot. You ready for some music? Here we go. Okay, everyone. Welcome to the Out of My Playlist podcast. I have a fellow music podcaster here with me. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. My guest has a podcast. And if you love Bruce Springsteen... You just found heaven. So uh, my guest knows everything about Bruce and probably has been caught in the bushes trying to find Bruce. Um, But he's here and Jesse's here with me. Jesse Jackson, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you, David. It is so great to be on here. Uh, Yes, I do. I host a podcast called Set Lusting Bruce. Uh, I've been doing this since 2015. I'm hitting close to a thousand episodes. And the premise of my podcast is basically I have a someone who is a fan of Bruce Springsteen or other musicians because I do B side episodes. And we have a conversation about what that artist's music has meant to them in their lives, uh, how it's helped them through good times, bad times. And we discuss that and so it makes for what i think interesting conversation and it is uh and and it's a lot of fun okay so where did the fascination with the amazing bruce springsteen start for you um so in in 1980 uh i was um, and she had a good friend named Lisa who had gone to school on the East Coast and we were living in Louisiana and Lisa came back and was talking about this great artist, Bruce Springsteen. You know, this was just somebody amazing. And, um, I had not heard of them. I, I remember vaguely in high school seeing either the Newsweek or the Time magazine cover and wondering, who's this guy? How can they say he's a rock star? Have they not heard of Elton John? Have they not heard of Barry Manilow? Hey, what what would you mean? Uh, and so uh, I bought uh, the River, and you know, heard Hungry Heart, and then like everyone else in the world, bought Born in the USA, um, kind of Tunnel of Love, bought the live set. But I was a casual fan. In kind of '89, we had our son. Life goes on, kind of moving things on and on. Never kind of fell out of love with Bruce Springsteen, but just kind of he was somebody I knew as a musician. And then a couple of things happened. In 2001, the towers fell. And after that horrible day, they had a fundraiser, you know, a, a telethon. And it opened with Bruce Springsteen doing My City of Runs. And I was so struck by that beautiful story and that music. And then in 2002, he came to Dallas and I promised my wife, I said, you know, everyone says that seeing Bruce live is the best. I've never seen him live. No matter what, I'm going to this concert. So we went and it was the rising tour. And I didn't know hardly any of the songs, Dave. And so what I tell people is I, I went into this concert and it was like I went into a really good movie halfway through it. Hmm. Like I knew this was a great movie, but I wasn't quite following everything, but I wanted to follow it. So um, I make the joke that there's two kinds of people, the people that go to their first Bruce show and go, wow, that was long. And then the second kind that say, oh, my goodness, when can I do this again? And I was that. So that started the passion, started the um, obsession, my wife would say. And then um, in 2015, 
So I, you know, I was a casual fan, keep going. And then I started getting into podcasting. And in 2015, it hit me that there wasn't a Bruce Springsteen podcast out there. I, Springsteen and I had been a film that fans had made that, you know, had people telling stories about what Bruce meant to them. Lynette Carolla had had a podcast where she had talked to friends of hers that were Springsteen fans. And I said, let me do this in the spirit of lighting a candle instead of cursing the darkness. I started set lusting Bruce and uh, we're now going into, like I said, almost a thousand episodes. And there's now like um, seven or eight Springsteen podcasts out there. And I feel kind of this sense of like, I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm the godfather of the things. <laughs> you know, I did a little bit of that, whether they acknowledge it or not. Well, a thousand episodes coming up. That is, that's a landmark. That is amazing. Um, yes. What is the secret to the longevity of the podcast over all this time? Um, one, I, I never worry that I never tried to make money off of it. And I just kind of, always kept doing it because I love it. Uh, David, I will tell you, I will be tired after a day of work and I'm like, I go, oh, I've got someone I'm supposed to record. But the moment mm-hmm. that Zoom or Skype meeting goes up, Link? Yeah. Link, right. I just, yeah. and I, I love hearing the stories. I love hearing people share how like we had a guy a story that uh just a couple of weeks ago I talked to him he said that on the original river tour he was at this old stadium old arena and he watched his first Bruce show 50 years later or 40 years later at the 2016 river tour so from 1980 to 2016 I guess 2014 yeah um, he was sitting at that same arena with his son watching Bruce. And it's like, I have gone full circle. Yeah. Uh, it, those are the stories that keep me going. That idea of doing that. Mm. Okay. So I would love to, I, you probably don't get asked this very often as a host of a podcast, but your listeners that listen to your podcast and keep coming back every episode, what message do you have to them from you as the host to your audience that maybe you don't get a chance to say in a typical episode? What would you like to say to your listeners? Um, feedback. I yeah. want feedback. Um, you know, I, I have a voicemail. I have an email. I'm on Twitter. And it is um, my other podcast I do, like I, I'm on a Doctor Who podcast and we do a Babylon 5 podcast. Um, people send emails in commenting about episodes or giving thoughts on an, on a, a specific, um, either the podcast episode or the actual television episode. And my listeners, it is almost a one way conversation. I wish I got more feedback. I wish like, Oh, I really like this episode or, I really didn't like this episode. I, you know, I felt you were off your game, Jesse. Uh, I think that's it. That would be mostly. And, uh, you know, and that's my only drawback is I just wish I sometimes would hear more. Like I, there are right now Bruce is touring. We've got a little bump in the road. They've, they've had to postpone two or three shows due to illness, you know, and I've got a voicemail like, Hey, tell us what you're at. And, you know, I pictured people in the car driving home from the concert, dialing this. Oh, Jesse, I just heard it. And I've gotten three or four voicemails. So mm-hmm. that's my um, that would be my request. If I could get more, I would love more feedback about what they like I'm doing and what and if, if I'm not doing something they don't like, you know, if they wish I would do something different. I want to hear it. Nice. Yeah, that interaction piece is really um, it's a hard nut to crack. But once you've got that going i know for me some of my podcasts i put like speak speak pipe on my website and i get a voicemail come through my email and it's this amazing moment where you get to hear the voice of a listener and you just play it over and over and over because it's like i can hear a voice from the darkness 
you know, somebody's actually listening and it's such a great moment. So, so I, I know that this is not unique, um, because there's another podcast that I follow and, um, I won't mention him, but, um, I was talking to the co-host and she says, um, we play every piece of feedback we get. We read every feedback where they get and some episodes they have none. And sometimes it's only my voicemail because I think anytime because I'm this anytime they're asking for feedback and I have something to say, I I join them. So, uh, yeah. So uh, listeners, let David know what you like. Tell them what go. they do. You, you know, comment on, oh, that was a horrible choice of the song. <laughs> or No, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah that's. That's what I would love, just whether good or bad, just to tell me how I'm doing so it isn't feel like you're talking into an echo. Awesome. So, okay, a new listener coming to your podcast, where do they even start with that many episodes? Where would you send them? So everyone is self-contained. Okay. Um, I, I think there's a couple where you may be confused. Like I did a March update where I kind of talked about February was a rough month. Um I, I lost my brother. Um, he was fighting cancer and he lost his battle. I shared about one of my best friends from high school passed within the same week of losing my brother. Um, I got to see three Bruce shows and I got COVID. <laughs> so February was a very odd month. So I did like an eight, nine minute, just, Hey, this is what's going on. Here's the plans. Nice. So. You probably also that during football season, my son and I and his best friend do a quick cowboy recap after a lot of games. But if so, but any game, any episode that has someone's name and a description means we're going to talk. And very quickly, uh, you'll learn I, I have a format. I have a, you know, I, we introduce them. They talk about what kind of music they grew up listening to. We talk about high school. We talk about their favorite musicians. We talk about stories about live and, you know, and so there is kind of a, um, a comfort to, Oh, I know what they're going to talk about. And, uh, so really anyone, if, if they have specific, I've got, um, if you're a huge Bruce fan, if you do in the archive, uh, Vinny Lopez, who was the original drummer for the E Street Band, he's been on the show. Wow. Uh, I've had an episode with Mike Appel, who was Bruce's first manager. Hmm. And so I've had those. I've had him on the show, which was really, really, um, a lot of fun. He was, yeah. he was very candid. Um, just talking about how, um, you know, the good and the bad of him and Bruce's, you know, divorce. So those are pretty good. And then, um, you know, there's a couple of episodes where, um, I talk to Canadian podcasters and we go almost two hours. (laughs) (laughs) One thing about a podcaster is if you have a podcaster as a guest, as you know, Mm -hmm. you, you usually don't have to pry them to talk. It is the easiest form of interview ever. And uh, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, so for a general sense of the podcast itself, is it all interview based? Is it a mix of interviews and other things? Yeah. It's almost all interview. I'd say 90%. Um, I have done like during this tour, I've done, um, my thoughts on the set list. Um, now, I just did one for fun. Um, the currently Bruce's set list is pretty static. He's only changing one or two songs a night. Um, and I, my theory is he has, he has a story he is wanting to tell mm-hmm. in this tour. And for right now, he's sticking to it pretty closely. Yes. And all the songs are part of his, he is talking about dealing with mortality. And, um, endings and, uh, things of that nature. And, um, it's a very powerful show. So since it doesn't change much, I, I talked about Dallas when I saw him there and I talked about Houston. And so in Austin, 
I tried to be funny. Um, I, <laughs> I said old school Springsteen fan. And there are Springsteen fans who believe that he has done nothing decent since Darkness on the Edge of Town. That was his last album that was worth a damn. And everything since then has been crap. So I put on that persona and talked about the show with <laughs> with a very bad New Jersey accent. I was Jake Johnston, old school free fan. And so that one I was fun of. Uh, I've had... Um, I try to do something for April Fools every year. Nice. And so those are kind of fun. I ha- I had someone I had a podcaster join me last year that gave one word answers. <laughs> uh, you know, and and, yeah. and just enough mm. that she would say something a little bit so you could, you know, it wasn't quite that obvious but her, you know, she was a comedian and she specifically, you know, was this you know, the world's worst guest. Like, so I understand what kind of music did you listen to as a kid? Oh, we listened to all kinds. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and so we had a lot of fun with her and then we broke out and then we kind of talked about it. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about now what I'll do April this year, but we'll do something funny. And I, you did mention that you do have something planned for episode a thousand and I'm excited to, to see that all come through the the name of the podcast too to clarify um it's set lusting not set listing yes and can you just explain that a little bit too i can um so i always i'm trying to think of a i still have after you know five six years i have not come up with an easy way to explain this so a couple of things you need to know that normally when bruce tours his set list changes every night. Um, that's, that is not the case this season, but this tour, but normally he changes his set list often. Um, the second thing you know is that, uh, people tend to post on social media the songs as they're being played. So the, and then, so instead of set listing, you start set lusting. Right. Going, oh my goodness, I can't believe he's doing you know, uh, I, I can't believe he's doing factory. I've never seen factory. Oh man, I can't believe, you know, he's doing this. Um, you know, a lot of people chase meeting across the river into jungle land, which is, a, you know, uh, is a combo that they don't always do live. Um, you know, one of my favorite things that I've never heard is, uh, he, he and Gary U.S. Bonds did a song, Jolie Blanc which is a Cajun song. And I grew up in Louisiana, so he's done it a couple of times live. So if, if I was at a show, if I wasn't at a show and he did Jolie Blonde, I'd go, Oh my goodness, I can't believe yeah. I'm missing it. So that's where that came from. Set go. lusting Bruce. There you go. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to jump in. We're going to talk music too. And the yes. beauty of, yeah, do I play this podcast is we can actually put the song right in here while we're talking about so if you're listening on Spotify, you can just stay with us and the song's going to play, which is awesome. And if you're listening outside of Spotify, YouTube, Google, Apple, whatever you're listening on, we have links in the show notes to the songs we're talking about. So you can follow along with us as well. Uh, but we're going to talk about our first song of our episode today. And we're going to do a Bruce song. And I had picked this song as well before we got on. So I'm so happy to hear your thoughts on one of my favorite Bruce songs. Um, I'm going to let you cue it up. You take us for a ride. You're, you're the podcaster here. Yes. Um, I'm here for the ride. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so I'm often asked as by casual people, Oh, so what's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song? And it, it's hard to pick, but if I have to, um, I say one land of hope and dreams. And, um, but usually the number one song is a song called better days. It came out during the other band period. And, um, and to me, the song Better Days is about living your life now. Too many people say, when I get a raise, then I'll be happy. When I get the child out of diapers, then I'll be happy. When I get over, you know, 
X number of downloads on my podcast, then I'll be happy. Um, and I believe better days, uh, it starts with, well, my soul checked out missing as I sat listening to the hours and minutes ticking away. Yeah, just sitting around waiting for my life to begin while it was all just slipping away. I love this song. I think it speaks about enjoying the journey. Um, this was a song that when I was unemployed for nine months, I played it almost every day mm. uh, to remind me that, you know, these are better days. And, uh, and it's one of my favorite songs. Okay. I love it. And that's, that's what I love. And so I just went on, um, have you ever tried songfacts.com? No, I have not. Songfacts.com is a website I like to use for the Add to My Playlist podcast. Okay. And, uh, yeah, songfacts.com. And I'm just looking at it. And one of the song facts they have for this song, and maybe you can help me clarify this, um, because you are all things Bruce. Um, it says, ever wonder what Randy Jackson did before he was a judge on American Idol? Well, he was the bass player on this song and also appears in the video. Springsteen handed the guitar, keyboards, and harmonica, and Gary Malber played the drums. Yes. So, yeah, uh, what was, what was interesting, right, is toward the end of the 80s, um, Bruce decided, and partly this is Sting's fault. Uh, they were touring with the Amnesty International. Okay. And Bruce and Sting spent time together, as you would. And Sting was telling him how much he enjoyed not being with the police. And how it's really gotten his creative juices going. And he really enjoyed playing with other musicians. Mm. And so, um, this is, and Human Touch was the follow-up to Born in USA. He had done a lot. This started the thing that Springsteen fans call beat the demo. Um, Bruce would play a demo <laughs> and then would bring the E Street band in and go, okay, I've already played a bass line. Can you beat this or we're just going to use mine? You know, Whoa. uh, so, uh, he decided to, um, he, he did fire all the E Street band, um, and made the decision that he wanted to do other things and other, uh, work with other musicians. And, uh, so when he did Lucky Town and Human Touch, which was the two CDs in the nineties, um, he used studio musicians, including Randy Jackson. Well, there you go. Yeah. So he's more than just the American Idol judge. He's yes, a great musician as well. So yeah. I love that connection. So that's that's news for me. I love that. So yeah. and I love your insight. I love see again when you have somebody this close and this passionate about yeah all things Bruce. It's nice to be able to get this clarified and uh, some uh, stamp of approval on that fact. So thank you, Song Facts. Dot com. It is approved. Jesse approved. <laughs> so we're going to share uh, Better Days from Lucky Town here on the Out of My Playlist podcast. This is Sir Bruce Springsteen. I'm going to call him Sir because he demands respect here on the Out of My Playlist podcast. Jesse, would you su suggest people add this to their playlist? Oh, absolutely. I, I think it is a it is a wonderful song, and I, I absolutely recommend um add this to your playlist beautiful here we go there's the song bruce springsteen and the e street band are back on the road in 2023 and set listing bruce will hit 1000 episodes i'm jesse jackson and since 2015 i've been talking to bruce springsteen fans from around the world allowing them to tell their stories about how bruce's music has been a good companion on their lives journey if you love music, if you love good stories, please check out Set Lusting Bruce and listen to the stories about music fandom from Bruce and other musicians. Remember, it's no sin to be glad you're alive. Okay, so that was Better Days by 
Bruce Springsteen from the Lucky Town album. And my guest, Jesse Jackson. Jesse is the host of Set Loose, Set Lusting Bruce. And it's all about just that song that gets played live and you're not there to experience and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I was there. Uh, Jesse, welcome back to the podcast. Nice to have you. Thank you, David. It's always fun to talk music. And, um, I, I tend to give myself, um, challenges. And when you invited me to do this, it would have been very easy for me to just pick Bruce Springsteen songs. Nice. Um, uh, you know, in fact, one of the reasons why I did not share this with you before Better Days, but another factor that led me to start doing Set Lessing Bruce is I was on a podcast and we were picking our top three albums of the 80s. And I realized I could have picked all Springsteen albums uh, because he had, um, you know, The River, uh, Nebraska, Born in the USA, and, you know, uh, um, Tunnel of Love. So, you know, I, I could have picked all, but I didn't. I said, no, that's not fair. I, you know, should spread the love. So I will not be picking all Springsteen songs on this, though it would have been very easy to do. Nice. Okay. So we're going to switch gears then. And yes. like I said, we could have like a, we could have, well, a thousand episodes of yes. Springsteen songs. So yeah. That, yeah. So that's great. So we're going to switch gears. Where do you want to go? What do you want to talk about? So, um, I really was tempted to take, to pick a Brian Wilson song. Um, in fact, now I'm second guessing myself, but I won't do it. Uh, the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson were my first, uh, obsession and I could have very easily picked, uh, God Only Knows or Love and Mercy or just anything by Brian. But someone that has been consistent in me and my wife's life uh, since we started dating in 1980 is a, is a guy named John Hyatt. Hmm. Uh, John Hyatt is not a well-known, uh, artist, though he is very well known as a songwriter. Are you ready for this thing called love? A little song Bounty Rate had a lot of success with. He wrote, uh, have a little faith in me, nice. which has been in millions of movies. Uh, he wrote and, um, and my newest podcast is called Perfectly Good Podcast from his album Perfectly Good Guitar. Uh, <laughs> and so we, uh, Sylvan Groth and I are going through every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. So we are on the oh, B's. Nice. Uh, yeah, she made the joke. She said, uh, Sylvan, uh, who is, had done a John Hyatt fanzine and she was like, man, Jesse, do you realize to do every John Hyatt song over, that's going to be over 300 episodes. She goes, I didn't realize you had already done like 800 Springsteen, 900 Springsteen episodes. So to you, 300 is like, ah. Uh, so anyway, that's been our fun episode. So if you've never heard of John Hyatt, um, I would urge you to start at the beginning. It would be, you can pick yes. anyone out, but it's in alphabetical order. Um, and so the, the song I wanted to, discuss from John um once again there's tons of them slow turning just like your dad did but through your hands is the song I'm gonna pick it is um it, it is from his album stolen moments which is my favorite John Hyatt album and it and you ask what am I not doing she says your voice cannot command in time, you will move mountains, and it will come through your hands. Um, Betsy Hodges, who is a former mayor of Minneapolis, talked about John Hyatt was very key to her sobriety. Mm. And that song, Through Your Hands, um, doing good faith through your hands, doing fighting for your sobriety through your hands, being kind to each other through your hands, earning a living through your hands. And so, um, so whatever your hands find to do, you must do with all your heart. Nice. There are thoughts enough to blow men's minds and tear great worlds apart. Um, I think it's an incredibly powerful song. Uh, it has, an, uh, John is in great voice and it is, um, I have a 
I have a playlist, David, that when I was going through chemo because I had colon cancer, I had songs that I listened to while I was getting chemo. And wow. this song is on there. It's amazing how a song can take you to a place, right? And encourage you and support you. And I can't imagine John Hyatt sitting down going, I want to write a song that's going to help somebody through chemo treatments. That wasn't in his mind, right? Like, yeah. but how some, a song can help somebody and become a soundtrack to our life, right? And that's yeah. what I love about music mm -hmm. is it, it takes you to that moment. And as soon as you hear that chord or that opening note or that vocal, you're like, Oh, I'm there. I'm right back at that moment. And the strength and power that you get through music is amazing. Yeah. And so there is a great scene. I don't know if you're, you or audience have watched the HBO show, show Treme. Hmm. It is set in New Orleans after Katrina. And it is all about the music of, of New Orleans. And there is a scene where John is singing feels like rain. And Steve Earle, who plays a supporting character, is talking to a young woman who is a uh, violinist, a fiddle player. And she was like, Oh my goodness. I've never heard a song that captured the feeling of Katrina like that. And Steve Earle looks at her and says, feels like rain was written 10 years before Katrina. Mm. And that's the power of a great song is it meets you where you are and it becomes what you think it's about, not what the writer meant it to be. And I think that is the power of music is that, um, if you want Puff the Magic Dragon to be a satirical song about drug use, go for it. <laughs> but if you're like me, it's about the magic and the, the joy of childhood and the sadness of losing that joy and innocence of, of childhood. See? Love that. Yeah. It's all in how you take it and who you are and what you're living through at the moment. I was looking, too. This song was covered by Joanne, Joan Baez. Uh, Don Henley and David Crosby, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had a guest on early in my, in this podcast, Tony Saunders came on. He's a bass player out of California and he actually worked with David Crosby and a bunch of other people. And uh, amazing to hear his stories about Dave oh, Crosby. I imagine. Oh yeah. He has stories. He has stories. Yes. Um, but yeah, when you hear a Bruce Springsteen cover or a John Hyatt cover what does that mean to you to hear somebody else do their spin on a song that you love? So I, I love it. Um, there is rumor that uh, Bruce Springsteen has covered a John Hyatt song in a sound check, but there was no recording. Mm. Uh, Hyatt has done Johnny 99 from Nebraska uh, to cover Bruce. Um I actually, um, we, gosh, see, I could be on your show for five hours. Um, uh, Nebraska has a song called Highway Patrolman and, um, Johnny Cash did a version of Highway Patrolman that I would argue is better than Bruce Springsteen's version. Wow. Uh, it is, um, it, Highway Patrolman is an amazing song about two brothers, one, for the good one for the bad and uh and if you turn your back on family you're just no good mm. uh it's a beautiful story and i i urge people to google johnny cash highway patrolman and listen to it you can then listen to the bruce version and maybe tell me i'm full of blank but i <laughs> think johnny cash is um i love you know i think Tougher Than the Rest is a song of Bruce's that is a wonderful country music song that a lot of people are covered. Um, you know, I, I think a good cover should be something unique, have a nice twist. And I have a YouTube channel, you know, that I, when I hear a good Bruce cover, I throw it on this playlist nice. that because I, I love a lot of people, their interpretation of Bruce's music. 
suggesting you're adding songs to your playlist. Hmm. This sounds like a podcast name there. Somewhere. It does, doesn't that. it? Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do John Hyatt uh, through your hands here on the Add to My Playlist podcast. And again, Jesse, you'd, you'd recommend this to be added? Yes? Yes, I do. Awesome. I, I absolutely do. Yes. Do this. Do this right now with a little heart button on your on your app here on Spotify. Go and click that again. If you're outside of Spotify, thank you for listening. Head over to the show notes and you'll have links to all the great songs we're talking about here with Jesse. And uh, here it is, John Hyatt, Through Your Hands, on the Out of My Playlist podcast. Do you know John Hyatt songs? Maybe you know them from being covered by Roseanne Cash, Three Dog Night, The Neville Brothers, Emmylou Harris, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, Jeff Healy, Bonnie Raitt, or literally hundreds of others. Maybe you have some of his albums on your shelf or in your cow-horned Cadillac right now. I'm Jesse Jackson. And I'm Sylvan Groff. And we're going to dive in from A to Z. Join us on the Perfectly Good Podcast. We're going to discuss all of your favorites and uncover some forgotten gems from Aces Up Your Sleeve to Zero House. Rate and debate every John Hyatt song on the Perfectly Good Podcast. Have Have a a little little faith. faith. Okay. Everybody, thank you so much. That was John Hyatt's song, Through Your Hands. And my guest, again, Jesse Jackson, the real Jesse Jackson is here with me. Uh, it's so great to have you back, Jesse. And we're talking we're talking Bruce, we're talking John, and now we have someone else we're going to chat about. Um, tell me a little bit about why you picked this artist and why this, art, why this song means so much to you. I'd love to hear the story. Yeah, so it's 1987, 1988, and my wife and I and uh, two of our closest friends, Rick and Jennifer, um, went to a lot of live music in Dallas. And there was a band, uh, Miss Molly and the Passions. <clears throat> Molly was from Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is where we were. Let me get some water here. And she did a lot of blues. She was kind of a Janis Joplin singer. And there was a band, Esta Chica, opening first. And uh, we had no idea who that was. Hey, guys, she's jumping on you quick. This band came on. And this female singer blew us away she was amazing you can now leave us and her name was sarah and sarah came after the show said hey thanks for being at my show why weren't you dancing like oh we don't dance like i recorded one and i'm gonna insert it right here so you can hear what it sounds like miss molly was playing sarah came grabbed me and said even you can dance to this song hold me on the floor we dance then linda said you never dance with me here we go. You harlot, you're like, going to have to dance the rest of the night. So, so I'm over dance. here on TrueMediaSolutions.ca. And then the next day, backslash, uh, we went playlist. to Deep Ellum, which is a small section of Dallas. Um, and she was playing looking for at uh, a small I club see. just herself with All her kinds guitar. Of great stuff here, both the Adam and my and we fell in love with her. And, you know, David, this is when we were much younger. Um, I turned 30 in 89, so this is like 28, 29, and Sarah played at Club Dada every Monday night, starting at 10 o'clock. And you can Linda and I would link, get home from our jobs. A message, which we, will we would in our eat a quick meal. We would sleep a couple hours. Leave us a comment. Set the alarm. Drive hey, downtown Dallas. That you want to hear. Watch Sarah from ten to midnight. On the Add to My Playlist song, Come podcast. home and work the next Record day. We did that every Monday We'll use you. Wow. And uh, when we'll Sarah had credit. her first album out, go to um, and came out. It's equal scary people. Came out in late 1988, and in the notes, look this up, listeners. It says to Jesse, Sarah, and the baby. So head over to because Linda was pregnant at the time. Now we weren't the only people on the thing, but we were included. So Sarah became one of our closest friends, and she got picked up by Electra, and then she was dropped. She's had a full career. She's done dozens of albums. Uh, she's written beautiful music. Um, and she was 
She was the official musician of Texas one year. Um, she just never went to that next level where she was incredibly successful. But as she said, you know, I, I, I raised my two daughters. I, you know, um, her wonderful husband supported her. You know, she's had a great life. So she has written so many beautiful songs and her most in my mind, Sarah Hickman's song is one she didn't write. Hmm. Uh, if you ask people, name a Barry Manilow song, a lot of people will say, I write the songs. Yeah. Which Barry Manilow did not write. Bruce Johnston, who of the Beach Boys wrote that song about Brian Wilson, by the way. Um, so, in many ways, the most Barry Manilow song is a song he didn't write, even though he is a gifted songwriter. So Sarah's song, I, uh, you know, um, We Are Each Other's Angels is by a guy named Chuck Brodsky. And she rewrote some of the lyrics and it says, um, it says, sometimes you'll stumble, sometimes you'll just lie down, sometimes you will get lonely with all these people around. You might shiver when the wind blows, you might get blown away, oh, you might lose a little colors, you might lose a little faith, but we are each other's angels, and we meet when it is time, we keep each other going, and we show each other signs. I is this is one of the most personal songs I have. Um, I, I believe, David, that in a lot of ways we are here to help each other. That mm. is our purpose. Yep. The, I, I do this podcast because I love talking to people, but also I hope that it makes their life a little bit better. You do this podcast, you hope that them adding a song to their playlist helps them when they're depressed or sad or helps them to celebrate, right? Music is medicine. So we are each other's angels. And I love the idea we meet when it is time. Right, right. You know, to all things, there is a season. And so um, Sarah has recorded a couple of versions of this. Um, and it is... It is one of the most powerful songs I have. Um, every time she sings it live, I get tears. Uh, so when we had to pick, I'm like, okay, I got to go Sarah Hickman. So that's the story. Amazing. And I love, I love hearing people's connection to a song because now when you hit play on this song, you might have heard this song a hundred times. But now that you've heard it through your lens, through your experiences, you, you hear it differently. Right. And that's what I love. I love about connecting with great music, you know, and connecting with the story behind it is, you know, it can take you to your chemo treatments. It can take you to a moment where you met your significant other. It can be a big challenge, a big victory. But music is always there. Right. And it just sits there in the background, filling in the gaps. And I love it. It's the sand in the cracks. It just fills all those little gaps. Right. It truly does. And that's what music is. So, Sarah Heckman, we are each other's angels here on the Add to My Playlist podcast. Jesse, another amazing song. Thank you for suggesting it. Please, everyone, please go add this to your, your playlist, wherever you are, and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Wow. That. Yeah, I, I mean, I, when... Yeah. Yeah, when he it. when she says, "Well, I finally reached my destination. Yeah, I finally made it home. God sent ten thousand angels to make me one of His own. I lose it. We are each other's angels, and and I think if there's a, I think you could sum up right a lot of the problems we have. I'm going to get political just for a moment. Yeah. Is there's just the spirit of meanness out there, right? And people not trying to be there for each other. And so, um, and, you know, and, and, and 
I love Angry Rock just as well. I I can throw up Kiss Rock and Roll all night and and you know doing some great things. But there is I usually go back to music that speaks to me and that tries to find a way to make to make us connect with each other. Yeah, it touches a certain spot in you that nothing else can. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what's the beauty of this podcast. I, we were joking between uh, recordings, right? Like, hey, be careful, David. I'll come up here once a month, <laughs> right? You know, we'll just do that because I just love talking music. Yeah, yeah. It's when you can, yeah, when you can find someone like you mentioned, the right timing, the right person with the right story. It just, it's, it's great to to do that. I love it. So yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the your podcast, where everybody can find it. Yes. Um, how soon are we coming up on a thousand episodes? I'm interested in that as well. At the yeah. time of recording, let's uh, yeah, take people so behind the, the rope there. I'm probably about 14 or 15 episodes away. Okay. Um, I have the episode in the can. After we hit record, I will tell you who it is. Okay. I'm yeah, kind of secret, leaving secret, a surprise. Um, I, I am very proud of it. It is not any one of Bruce and the band. Uh, I did love someone said, you know, you know, it'd be a good idea. You should see if you can get Bruce for the thousandth episode. I'm like, oh yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. No. Uh, so, so, uh, I, uh, yeah. So set lusting Bruce, a Bruce Springsteen fan podcast. Uh, we are wherever you want it. We are on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon play and, and pod chaser and anywhere you want. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel where, um, I do some of my episodes I do put up on video where you can see the guest and I talking. Most of it is audio. Um, and so that is the big one. Uh, I think we have, we have some fun things coming up. We have a certain David Campbell coming up, which will be very fun. Oh, I don't know about that guy. I don't yeah. know. Um, and then, uh, perfectly good podcast. John Hyatt from A to Z is available at the same places. Um, and so I especially urge people that's, um, that has not gotten a lot of, um, traction yet because I don't think a lot of people know who John Hyatt is, though the Hyatt fans that have found it have absolutely adored it. Uh, they do. And we listen, we listen to the song and then we rank it on a scale one to five. And so that's a little fun. Uh, if you, if you love Doctor Who, next stop everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast comes out every other week. Uh, I do, um, Last Best Hope for Conversation, which is a Babylon 5 podcast. We are going through every Babylon 5 episode in order. Yeah, I, I have a problem, David. I have a problem. <laughs> preach, preach it to the choir here. You preach it yes, to the indeed. choir. I know. Right. Yes. Awesome. And so, I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. Uh, setlustingbruce at gmail.com is the email address. Um, setlustingbruce is on Twitter. Um, I, I want to urge you, if you are passionate about David Bowie, David Bowie, uh, you know, the Isley brothers, <laughs> Fats Domino, you know, Eminem, it doesn't matter if you are passionate about a musician, reach out to me. I'll have you on the show. We'll explore why you love that fandom because it's fun. And then I, I learn new artists that way. Um, and if you love Bruce, join me. Beautiful. There you go. If you love music. Okay. Before we go, Jesse, if you're a, a new podcaster, you have an idea for a fan podcast for music, yeah. let's say yeah. any tip, any tips on starting? What would we do? So the first thing you got to do is figure out um, kind of your format. Yep. I also recommend you have three or four episodes in the can before you start. Yep. Uh, it's always good. I like I have currently eight episodes in the can, uh, which and I only I put out two a week. So like I have plenty of buffer um, and then just do it. Don't worry about, um, you know, I, you know, people can worry about, I want to sound professional and you, to a certain degree, you've got to sound, you know, decent, but mostly what people are going to love is, are you passionate about it? Hmm. Um, I have gone, I have listened to many podcasts that I've given up on because the two hosts were just trashing the subject that they 
we're talking about. Yeah. And, and, and hey, if that's like Tyre Man Co., uh, from, uh, Cone, Kane and Rhinestones has a podcast, Your Band Sucks, which is all about just why bands are not necessary. They're, they're taking down like the holy grails, right? They, mm-hmm. And they're explaining. So if that's your premise, that's great. But I think podcasts about what you love and share that joy and get it out there. And I didn't care if five people or 500 people listen to it. If you are enjoying it, um, you and I could talk once a month, once a week, and you and I wouldn't care if if three people listened yeah. because you and I are having – we're enjoying the conversation. Right. And we just happened to hit record to uh, do this. Yeah. Oh, was I supposed to hit record? Yeah. No, uh-huh, I'm yes. uh, See? There you go. Podcast humor there. Um, yes. I love it, Jesse. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I can't wait to come on your show and be a guest. This is going to be fun. I'm usually on this side of the mic. so. That'd be great. I'm going to have my list to talk about, to talk about. And I'm excited, so excited to, to join you on your quest and be a part of that amazing library of, of episodes. So everyone, please go over, give Jesse a listen on the multiple podcasts. We'll have links in the show notes to everything. Please, please just head over there and you can find everything, Jesse. And please leave Jesse some feedback. Jesse would love to hear from you. Help him shape the show. Give him some feedback. Give him some love. And as all podcasters would request, we'd love to get a review and and hear your thoughts because that just gives us fuel in the tank to come back to the mic for the next one. And we do this because we love it. And absolutely, that's why we're here. So I would encourage everyone listening today, go let Jesse know that you appreciate him here on the Add to My Playlist podcast and that you love his shows as well. Thanks, Jesse, for being part of the podcast. So glad to have you, have you here. I loved it. Thank you. And yes, we're going to get you on. Absolutely. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, everybody. Here we go. Bye. Bye. Looking for your last best Babylon 5 podcast, Hope? Look no further than our podcast reviews of Babylon 5. Join JKL. That's us. I'm Jesse. I'm Karen. And I'm Lou. Join us as we explore the universe of Babylon 5. Because sooner or later, everyone comes to our Babylon 5 podcast.